Welcome to Possibilities Podcast Pandemic Minisodes, a bi-weekly mini-episode series where we delve into possibilities within pandemic times. I'm Among, and I'm here with my friend, the one and only Alvis Choi, aka Alvis Parsley. Born and raised in Hong Kong, Alvis is a stay-at-home artist whose artistic traces could be seen in Montreal, Toronto, Faroe Islands, Berlin, Cardiff, Seoul, and Hong Kong. Alvis currently works as program coordinator of Yet Keen Seniors Day Center in Ottawa, which serves the area's Chinese senior population. Prior to that, Alvis's time was dedicated to the work of Chinese Canadian National Council Toronto Chapter and Six Degrees Health. Alvis is a collective member of Marvelous Grounds, a project that seeks to document and create space, division, the ways that Cutie BIPOC create communities, innovate projects, and foster connections. And they have also been involved in the work of Butterfly, Asian and Migrant Sex Workers Support Network since 2015. Alvis is someone I have learned so much from in the time we've known each other, and I am so thrilled to ask them our Possibilities Podcast Pandemic Questionnaire. Welcome, Alvis. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. So excited to have you. So tell me, how are you feeling? How, what has your pandemic experience been like? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I feel like, no, I, I think I was really, I'm really grateful for this opportunity to reflect on the pandemic because I haven't had a chance to breathe. Mm. And so I feel like when I was preparing for this interview, I was like, oh, this, these are really great questions to ask and just trying to frame the experience in a different way. But I think overall, it has been super intense for me because I work with the seniors population and I, you know, Yekin is a drop-in center that opened four days a week before the pandemic. So we had to switch everything to virtual. And we're working with seniors who are like 60 to 90 plus mm-hmm. years old and so you could imagine how difficult it could be to switch that programming to virtual platforms and so it just has been a lot going on at work and I'm super exhausted but also also it, I'm, I'm still going yeah <laughs> yeah it's you still are. happening it's true we're still we're still in the pandemic what is what is sustaining you in this time what do you what is feeding you what is what is holding you? I think because so much of my pandemic life is around my work now. Yeah. So I think that part of what is sustaining me is the clients that I work with, the seniors themselves. And mm-hmm. they are just, they just have been really vocal about how grateful they are being able to still connect with each other online. Yeah. And I think that for my own personal life, it is a very strange experience for me because I actually moved to Ottawa 2019 November and I started this new job in this new position and then a few months later the pandemic began and it was just completely a different job again in a few months months of starting a new job and so I'm just learning a lot during this time and I think that learning is somehow sustaining me right because there are just new things happening all the time and we're always trying to quote unquote pivot like this is the like big word that 
<laughs> people use in the sector, like right. we're pivoting, right? And I think just the work is requiring a lot of my creativity, mm. which I, I guess in some way would have been different if we, I wasn't, I didn't have to go through this pandemic shift. Yeah, at work, and so I think in some way is is also the creativity. That is sustaining me. Like I'm always constantly trying to find new ways to, you know, engage the seniors and like you know teaching them new platforms to connect with each other. Yeah, and I think on the other hand, like outside of work, I've told you this before. Like I've picked up a new pandemic hobby. Yes, <laughs> I've been really enjoying it. So I started picking up piano probably like about two three months ago.、Mm-hmm. Just I think around Christmas time, and I've been really enjoying it and just learning to connect with my body in a different way. Because、mm. I actually learned piano when I was five years old for about three months, and of course my mom forced me to learn, and I gave up for、right. quickly. But then <laughs>、uh, the reason I started becoming interested in it again was because actually it was because of.、Um, The Korean drama crash landing on you.、Yes. Oh my god, I love that. We, you know, we love that show. <laughs> and and there's a just there's a song that the main character plays in piano for his brother, and I just thought it was really beautiful. And and I just started watching these like piano tutorials on online, and I thought maybe I could give it a shot since there really isn't a lot else to do at home. Yeah, yeah, and so I I bought a digital piano and I just started learning on my own at first, and and then later I found a tutor online, and we've just been doing Zoom、uh, lessons like every couple of weeks, and I'm really enjoying the practicing part because it really forces me to be outside of how I usually function, which is using a lot of my mind and like my Yeah, a lot of thinking, but piano is is you have to use a lot of. You just do it. You just practice. You just keep practicing, and then you suddenly will know how to do it <laughs> because your body just remembers. You get some beautiful music, and I and I love this Chloe crash landing on you tie-in because I'm just imagining down in the future, Alvis like playing and someone hearing from a distance, and your love story. Oh, <laughs> okay, that's. You have to watch the show to get get that reference, but it's worth, <laughs> it's worth it. I oh, I love that so much. I love all of that、yeah. so very much. And、um, there's actually one more thing that I wanted to、yeah. share about what's the question responding to your question is like, like I felt. I mean, I think a lot of people feel really disconnected during this time, and especially in the beginning of the pandemic when it was just all a shock, and for me as well, and there was just a lot of isolation, right, and disconnect.、Yeah. And so, and then I started doing these scheduled phone calls with my friends, including yourself. And I just find them really helpful. Like even, even we don't always have a lot to say, because <laughs> you're like you're literally staying home every day. So what <laughs> updates do you have? <laughs> But I do find that routine really helpful for my mental health and just being able to connect with people and knowing that they will be there. At certain time on certain days of the week, so yeah, that's that's one other thing that has been great for me. 
I concur that 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 reliability and that just intentional presence it makes so much difference, one hundred percent. Okay, so what are you shedding in this time? When I when I saw this question, I was like, hair, cat hair. <laughs> I just I know it's a really bad joke, but I just had no. to say it. <laughs> I but, like it. But it's also because I got a pandemic cat. Right. Last August, and so I've been spending a lot of time with my cat Cavalry,、um, who has made a huge voice presence in all of my Zoom meetings. Anyway, that's not the answer to the question. <laughs> But I think I think for me, it has been a chance to to consider what is sort of unnecessary in my life, and I think it's. I have been doing this even before the pandemic. Like maybe it's an age thing. I don't know, but just kind of、mm, facing out things that are not always、uh, beneficial for me. Yeah, for my well-being.、Mm-hmm. And I think part of. I mean, of course, I moved. I moved to Ottawa for a job, but I think my move here was also to give some space for relationships that weren't. Working or that have ended, but I was hanging on to. You know, it was just a time for me to move on to a new space and see how I could start fresh in some way. And I've done this a, a couple of times before. You know, moving to Canada first, and then and then I was first living in Toronto, but then I also moved to Montreal for a few months, even though it was a short time, and I might have been heartbroken at that time. But when I look back. That I think that was one of my, I wouldn't say happiest time, but I was I was fulfilled.、Right? Mm. It was like I was working at a bakery making bubble tea for very little money. Like like I was working ten hours a day and making like seven dollars an hour, but it was just a really good time for me because I felt really safe in that little shop, and we always had like home cooked lunch.、Mm. At the at the shop, and I just think being able to go somewhere else to start fresh is so important sometimes because it takes you out of the habits and the routine, and you get to be more creative about how you want to live. I so deeply re- concur and relate to that. That is, oh, that is that that is that is such a gift. And maybe this is also then leaning into the next question is. What has been the magic of the pandemic? Like, what has been able to grow? What has opened up and clarified for you? In any breakthrough movement moments, any gifts that have shown up?、Mm. I mean, at first, I when I saw the question, I was like, "Is there any magic?" <laughs> I was like, this, "Is this like forced positive positivity?" <laughs> But、okay. also, it was just kind of because I am not in like that kind of headspace. But、mm. But then I realized, like about just thirty minutes ago, I was just thinking, like maybe I don't need to be magical to come into this interview because maybe this interview makes me magical. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I, I think it was just kind of going through that process of reflecting on these questions that gave me a little bit of strength and hope too. So、mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah, I, I think with the pandemic, it really just has been a test of like resilience and like. Yeah. Endurance, right? And like for many people, it's just been such a hard time. And and I think at the same time, it is an opportunity to reset and to 
have time to reflect. And also when you're just mostly home on your own, I mean, some of you might have roommates, but I, I think it's just a lot of time confronting ourselves. Yeah. And I was reflecting on this earlier and I was thinking how so much of our self-image and self-esteem and confidence is built around our interaction with other people and like our connection with others. And when we're in isolation, it's like, who am I even anymore? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and I think I just have been spending a lot of energy kind of reflecting on this. And, and I think for some people, they try to connect with, with other people in other ways. And, but not everyone feels energized by like virtual contact right and so yeah. I, I think it's just this opportunity to sort ourselves out in some way mm. Hope, and hopefully without kind of falling into this spiral of self-obsession <laughs> also the spiral that's also fine right yeah yeah so maybe I don't know if this is just like dark magic or magic magic yes oh I, love that. <laughs> I actually love that Yes, dark matter. It's because when you're looking at, I don't know, it's just me, maybe. I'm just like, I'm just discovering so many dark sides of myself. (laughs) I actually love that so much because, yeah, magic doesn't have to be this like sunshine and like, you know, the darkness is also a place of so much transformation and presence and it exists in all of us. So I I love that you brought that in. And I think that for me, there's just have been a lot of, cultural kind of rerouting as well and I've talked mm-hmm. to you about this and I'll call to the how I feel like when I'm on my own I'm more of my Cantonese self yeah like and Cantonese is my mother tongue and I have a different personality when I'm not speaking English and yep in some way I feel more connected to myself because of that because I don't have to perform this other language in settings that are not culturally connected to who I am right yeah so that also has been a gift I think just being able to connect with that more yeah just talking to myself (laughs) oh I love all those things so very much but I'm gonna move on because I I want to keep keep on this tip and I think you've you've shared so many beautiful things but what are you reorienting towards now Mm. what is this moment pushing you towards or calling for you? I think I'm at a point where I really need to remind myself again to do less and rest more. Mm. And I've, I mean, I always know this theory, right? <laughs> but I think it really takes so much discipline to practice it. Right. And it really takes so much self-permission to do that. And I think I'm having a hard time letting myself rest or just kind of letting some of the work go when it's out of my control. Like I'm trying to control everything at work. But I think, I think it's just a, I guess it's, there is a reminder to, yeah, figure out how to rest more because it is such a unique time. And we, we were doing so much before the pandemic and some of us are doing even more mm-hmm. during the pandemic. Others are not doing as much, but wish that they were doing more. Right. And so it seems like we're never really settled with the idea that we could rest. Mm-hmm. 
and there has been a time, maybe a couple of years ago, where I intentionally like rejected a lot of invitations so that I could only be doing one thing at a time. But I'm no longer that person now because of the intensity of the work that I do. But yeah, I, I think I just wanted to be able to practice that again and say more no's, even if that means missed opportunities, because I think my, from my experience, I'm just learning that even if I try to do something in a very tight time frame, it doesn't always work out because the quality of the work might not be the best if I'm like stressed out and like too busy. And so just, I think I need to let go and that's, that's what I'm working towards. That's beautiful. Reorienting towards more no's and more rest. I, oh, I love that. I love that so much. Thank you so much, Alvis. You've offered so many incredible, beautiful gems. And thank you for taking the time to chat with us. I'm so grateful. Thank you. No, it's been great. And uh, yeah, I, I hope everyone is doing well during this time. And if not, know that you're not alone. Thank you for being a sustaining donor. We appreciate you so much. This mini-sode was edited by Dev, produced by Kumari, with creative direction by Umang. The music in this episode is by Lal and Pantayo. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. <laughs>